0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
1: Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty Of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Hello and welcome to The One Show Show, the podcast that is very much the bin juice to The One Show's daily skip full of shit telly. This week on the isolated green sofas then, the upside down bins of the Tower of London, peach soda, the lesbian and an old cake. Joining me to burst through it all like an alien xenomorph gnawing its way through a crew member's rib cage To be clear, that's the movie Alien, not a one-show wildlife film. What's the pity. Is regular the one-show, the-the-the-the-one-show shower Mark Haynes. And back for another bite at the one-show, Jerry Smirshbod captain, writer and man, John Rain. Welcome. Hello. Well, it's lovely hey. to be back. Hey. So pleased. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, yes. I mean, there's not... Mm. Much to enjoy during lockdown, is there? So there's something to look forward to at the end of the day. If you know you have to watch the one show,
2: John. Exactly. I've treated myself today.
1: We're going to start, I think, with, with Tuesday's
2: one show. Mm. This
1: was the, um, it was it was the two Alexes, Alex Jones and Alex Scott. And I know we've had Alex Scott presenting before when we've talked about it and I still don't really know who she
3: is yeah
4: and joining us now are a pair of powerful voices that have spent decades in the charts with songs that have lasted for generations a
3: pre- a presenting is a strong
2: Yeah, <laughs> reading a bit is more like she's next well, footballer isn't she
1: I think she is she's a women's yeah. footballer yeah that's exactly right yeah and yeah. She-, she she's she's
3: a lioness
1: yes yes with the yeah. uh, with the presenting skills of an actual lioness <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. she i've never seen anyone on television who is so nervous in the year 2020 of being on television yeah that seems like something that happened in the 70s and 80s where people were anxious when when the cameras went on but alex scott is the last person in britain possibly the world who, as soon as the camera comes on, she just shits herself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, she started off, she kind of threw Alex a bit of a curveball at the top of the mm. show, didn't she? Mm. Which was which was simply the introduction bit. We all know it's well rehearsed and well laid out. And one person says the other person's name and then the other person politely fires their name back at them. But no, she interrupted that with a, I do like your hair.
4: Hello and welcome to your live Tuesday One show with Alex Jones. Watch out, I have this, I really like your hair today. You've changed oh, it up. It's in the in-between phase. It was either cut it or put it in your ponytail. There's a lot of pins going on. Don't come too <laughs> close. Uh, and we've got Alex Scott, thank you. That was so kind I like of you. It. And yeah. it
3: is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, isn't, John, you know about movies, but that's hmm. a line, I believe, that Ian McKellen, as Magneto, delivers to uh is it Rogue? Yes. By Anna Paquin in the X2. That's right. X- is X2. I only know it because it comes out of nowhere in X2 where he just yeah. says he just says uh, I do like
2: your hair. Well, it's because he's given her the white streak.
3: Gotcha. Yeah. So,
2: it's a it's a dig.
3: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I hear someone say I do like your hair, mm. I immediately think, "Oh, that's actually not a compliment because of ah. course they're referencing <laughs> the scene in X2." <laughs> where where Ian McKellen openly mocked Anna Paquin.
2: But Alex Jones got her revenge, didn't she? Because she immediately went, well, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was quite bitchy.
1: Well, then we learned that Alex had done her hair in a sort of uh, tidied up because it's in lockdown mode, like Mm. many of us. Uh, Not not including myself, because I don't have enough left. But then, for the rest of the week, she just had it down as normal. So I don't know why it was particularly bad
2: on this Tuesday episode. It's called attention-seeking, John. The other
1: thing, actually,
3: with with the hair, that I noticed, like you say, when it's a bit attention-seeking, it's almost that thing where if someone says you've got nice hair, you have to respond, oh, no, it's a pile of shit. And it's the same thing they did all week where whenever there was food mentioned, the two of them had to do that knee-jerk reaction of going, oh, I'd like some of that, I could eat all of that, oh, I'd love to stuff all that in my big fat face.
1: (laughs) What was odd about the food stuff? Because uh, it's like Alex has moved on. Now, in previous weeks, we've talked about Alex perking up every time someone mentions alcohol or brings alcohol into their Zoom interview. And Alex always would Go give it to me, give it to me now. All that stuff. But now shes it's like she's pissed up permanently and just, not wants, the, just wants a snack. How Look jealous of me.
4: Look at that. Look at it.
1: <sighs> so everything got that treatment. Did you see the pensioners with their... This was their good deeds thing they're doing, yeah. wasn't it? Where they they're kind of say, what, what have you been doing This kind for your neighbours what good good gestures have there been and a couple uh, an old, elderly couples neighbors have brought them round a full afternoon Tea, tea yeah, yeah. Which they had a picture of, and Alex was straight in on that. How
4: about this then? Oh, we like this one. Jan and Nick Brown. They say now we've been in isolation for two months, and our neighbours Helen and Elliot help us with our shopping. But last week oh. they surprised us by presenting us with a box containing a full afternoon tea. I could eat I that would now. Love some of that, I would love some of that. Salivating. Look
3: at it, I'd like some of that. I'd like some of that. She said. Or oh, it was Alex <laughs> Scott. So it may have been. Look at it. I like some of that. I like some of that. I don't know which one it was. I didn't write it down. Those people, they were Jan and Nick Gown. I couldn't quite work out what their their surname was. He looked a bit like Greg Davis. I found that distracting. They mentioned their neighbours also did all their shopping. Helen and Elliot. Middle class people helping out. I did slightly think... I mean... Just writing into the one show, I thought they weren't doing it so much to say thank you as they were doing it to signal to everyone else going, ah, we got a right pair of mugs for neighbours. Take rinsing them, mate. Rinsing them.
1: I could eat that now. I could eat that now.
3: <laughs> this section should have been called... Are you a greedy bastard?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, it not only involved greedy bastards; it just involved bastards because one of the there was a. Are you children. just a bastard? Yeah, <laughs> it's a really a bastard? good section. <laughs> <laughs> the one shows the newest feature. Are you? Send us your photos of you being a bastard.
0: Yeah,
1: I guilt-tripped our neighbours and got a cream tea out of it. <laughs> Please include me in your list of this week's bastards. <laughs> oh, what a bastard! <laughs> But two children were shown... And their good deed was holding what seemed to be um, a bucket of activity packs they'd oh, made. Yeah. So yeah. they'll be shit. <laughs> uh, and the idea was that they took them outside and left them at the end of their little path so neighbours going by could pick up their Covid-infected work <laughs> right, and take it home into their own houses. Um,
4: we've got a couple that you've sent in, haven't we? We one? do. We have proud mum Veronica says about her sons, Aaron and Callum. They had the idea of active activity packs for children to enjoy, which they've been leaving outside our home in Stenhousemuir for any local kids to take on their daily walks out such a nice so idea nice. isn't it and
1: they showed a picture of these two kids outside their front door now I and most people's eyes were possibly drawn to the activity pack bucket not mine mine were drawn to the sticker clearly on the door behind them that just said no hawkers no canvases." <laughs> And no circulars in big letters. Uh, underneath that, no Irish, no blacks, no gyppos. Oh. No yeah. di- and I was thinking, you bastards!
2: Now, you need to find that house and draw a little sign on it, like in Mad Men, so everyone will come around and bother them.
1: <laughs> Maybe, like if you flip open the
3: activity pack, there's a picture of like loads of people, and you have to colour them all in white. And then that's activity one: is make the perfect Britain. <laughs> I don't know if these if they, I mean this this whole section is bastards of the week of you the have
2: course. to pin the tail on the guy being lynched yeah that's all <laughs>
1: ra- ra- we've got a new feature this week it's called racist children now if your child's racist oh just...
3: S- spot oh. the Indian you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny
3: isn't it because I'd written down that they were from Stenhouse Muir and Stenhouse Muir is one of those places that I always sort of, I don't know anything about, but it, I know its name, you know, a bit, a bit, a bit like Rita Aura. <laughs> <But laughs> the thing about that is I shouldn't imagine Stenhouse Muir. I mean, if you are a hawker and a trader, and you it's just one of those stickers that goes up for a place that will never have a problem with hawkers and traders.
1: Isn't yeah. it miles out? Isn't it rural? Uh, do, you know, do you know, I have, no, I have idea. no idea, but I'm willing to take your... Description of Stenhouse I, I am going as to go fact.
3: hawking and trading in Stenhouse
1: <laughs> just so I can get to the root of what these people's issue is. I tell you somebody who won't be bothered by hawkers and traders: Bonnie Tyler. There's
0: nothing I can do, a total eclipse of the house.
4: Oh, I'm still going Bonnie, now. You know, I'm still how going. How brilliant is that? It is, it is. Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie, <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> Wait, Bonnie, where are you right now? I'm in our house in Portugal. Mm. Her
1: house, right? So they went to interview Bonnie Tyler and Roger Daltrey together in their, in their houses, obviously. Mm. Bonnie Tyler, I thought she'd got one of those false backgrounds on Zoom yes. that you put mm-hmm. up. Right, I thought that's no way. I thought it was like a, a glamorous hotel reception. No, it's her house in Portugal. Bonnie Tyler only had two hits. <laughs> she done
3: that. It's like a Welsh Bond villain there. <laughs> it, it, it really, it really looked like there'd be a sort of she'd have some kind of sideman henchman sort of guy.
2: I mean, this whole section felt like someone had liberally doused it in Brexit.
3: Yeah, <laughs> because you
2: had Bonnie in Portugal going on about how Great Britain is. And you yeah. had adultery going on about his charity work, but also indulging in a spot of poverty porn. But, oh, oh, I grew up right. in a flat. and oh. Roger,
4: you're um, out in the countryside, aren't you? So it could be a lot worse.
5: It could be a lot, lot worse, yeah. Mm. I remember 50 odd years ago, I was six stories up in, a, in one room of a council flat. And I can't I imagine. used to live it,
4: in a council <laughs> house,
5: yeah. Now, I can't <clears> imagine what it must be like doing this two months isolation in a flat in London right? very just, difficult
4: yeah. very yeah.
3: difficult it's so uh, one of those things that you do you, you know that you do forget is when people like Roger Daltrey bang on about their impoverished childhoods yes mm. they had that but they were also famous at like 20 yeah. so the most they had was 20 years when you're sitting in the library of your 15th century manor going on about, you know, when I was in a council house and everything. You know, it's just gross. Well,
1: once again, we we arrive at a point in The One Show where the guests and the presenters are rubbing the noses of the audience of The One Show who are in those high-rise flats and who are in those council houses. Literally, well, and I mean literally, they might as well again have had a new feature, Mm. really, where Bonnie Tyler and... Roger Daltrey, just do a shit. Okay? And then they go out and socially distance people from high rises, queuing up at two metres away. Uh, and when they get to the front, Bonnie and Daltrey grab the scruff of the neck of the people who live in high rises and just rub their faces in their shit. That's, we might as well. Oh, look at that. I'm holding out for a smear uh. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, total big shit from my ass. Look at it. Uh, uh,
2: uh. Who's next?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I'd uh, like to see Dodgy. of... who's
1: better? Who's best? Me. Look, put your face in my shit. Yeah. This is. This is. Look at you in your your library. Look hmm. at you in your absolutely incredible hotel-style Portugal house. Just talking about lockdown and saying, "Oh well, I, I feel sorry for people in high rises." Well, like, yeah. Yeah, not enough to do anything about it. I
3: I read a little uh, interview he gave with The Express earlier this week where he was talking about how he refuses to self-isolate, something The One Show didn't bother asking (laughs) him about. He said, I live in the countryside, so it's a lot easier. I cannot imagine what it must be like to be stuck in London in a flat with a couple of kids, he says. I'm not moaning about anything, but equally as a 76-year-old, I'm not going to be told by anyone to stay in. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bloody hell.
3: I know. Everything about it. You have him on and he's talking yeah. about, you know, he's obviously the Teenage Cancer Trust that he's the, the, the sort of brains and uh, the motivating force behind, which has been affected by concerts being cancelled. And obviously yeah. he's got to that point very quickly where he's gone, this is all a 5G conspiracy. I believe that uh, who, uh, who, of course, will, will be affected most by 5G, it will be people in council flats because that's where they'll put the masts. You can see yeah. it's all falling into place. I also noticed one thing, actually, which is an interesting thing, how Bonnie Tyler speaks at the same volume she sings at, which is, just, <laughs> which is just screaming. And it's only when you see her house, you go, oh, yeah, it's got really high ceilings and bad acoustics. You must have to just scream to be heard normally. I
4: haven't got any equipment here in Portugal, darling, but if you ever want to do a duet to tell you what, Roger, just give me a shot. i oh,
3: do that for you any time, honey. So I feel like that's a mystery that's been put to bed.
1: Well, the only way that, of course, being locked in a high-rise with two children during lockdown is if you were locked in a high-rise with two children during lockdown in a flat owned by Pete Townsend. But he didn't mention that either, <laughs> did he? No, but he got into a
3: very strange sort of bit that nobody could reference, obviously. And for some reason, because nobody could reference it, he carried on doing it without sort of any sense of what he was saying. But I wrote it down word for word. That's going to be important (laughs) if anyone listens back to this for a transcript in court. He said... The Teenage Cancer Trust is really the only
5: age-appropriate thing that adolescents and young adults have. Uh,
3: He was talking about the problems that, that, that teenagers had when they go to hospital. And prior to things like the Teenage Cancer Trust coming in, they would say children's wards stretched across different ages. So he began saying this line, a teenager could wake up to a 19-year-old. A 19-year-old
5: could wake up with a geriatric like me. And a 19-year-old could wake up with a geriatric like
3: me. That, that shouldn't be
5: allowed in our day. Now,
3: <laughs> do not tell me that Roger Daltrey has not woken up with at least a 19-year-old, right?
0: Don't tell me that's not happened.
5: Um, not good for me and yeah. certainly not. Teenagers.
3: not good for me and not good for the
0: teenagers
3: <laughs> <laughs> i like the fact that they have never met either and they've been thrown together and it's one of those things where if you were a booker you would think well they probably met at some point it's impossible that they haven't no the only two british rock people who have never met are roger Daltrey <laughs> and bonnie tyler
4: we couldn't believe this in 50 years you've never actually met have you no. No. Oh my goodness! But no. Roger, I'm you not, were saying how much know. you admire Bonnie's voice, and we were wondering whether <laughs> there could be, be like a post—maybe <laughs> <laughs> there could be a post-lockdown duet.
3: I couldn't work out quite what she was doing with this this video. I
4: tell you what, Bonnie, you've stepped in to help Roger somewhat. You've re-released yeah. a song. We're just going to hear a little bit of it now. Here we are. <laughs>
3: She had a video. Obviously, the first time she'd ever seen the video, yeah. but I think she'd released it, and it had some people who were were they suffering from cancer in the video? Well,
2: they, yeah, they had done. Yeah, and it was all all the money was going to the Teenage Cancer Trust.
3: Gotcha. Yeah, she said that's right. She and Stuart went down and made the video. I haven't met these people myself. Just giving mm-hmm. the money from this song, which I'm not sure is going to be a huge amount of money. Uh, no. To the Teenage Cancer Trust. <laughs> Hello, I'm Justin.
4: And I'm Lucy. And
3: together we are the hosts of Plenty Questions.
4: It's a very straightforward general knowledge quiz.
3: We ask you 20 questions, one after the other, five second gap in between, and you shout the answers out.
4: And then you tweet us to let us know how you've got on.
3: So you can get 20 out of 20. No one has so far, but that's because we haven't started doing it yet.
4: Mm, but we will. Uh, and there's also going to be some fiendish brain teasers, so join us for Plenty, Plenty Questions.
3: questions.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
6: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
3: She then began saying, I need that money, that wonderful man, Tom, the colonel, she was saying. She said, why
4: can't you have some of that money?
3: And Roger Dalton, you can see him sort of go, go up
4: Why can we ed- get some of the NHS money that's been, um, you know, done? Like 33 million, that that wonderful man Tom, the colonel did. Won't you uh, have uh, any of that?
5: I hope it goes to the front line and not get lost in the back rooms where they seem to be, um, let's put it this, this way... Um, you know, barely fit the purpose.
3: Everyone said to me, the one thing about Bonnie is she doesn't understand how things fucking work. And here I am, stuck on the one show, wearing my purple glasses like Viz's cockney fucking wanker sitting there while Bonnie Tyler starts asking difficult questions about how charity money is is sourced and then
0: distributed. It
1: looked like a disaster. Get, there was a moment of, 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 of politics which the one show does not like mm. so when she was talking about yeah the Colonel Tom money and how that was going to it, it was there was an awkward junction of stuff going. On. Can we talk for a little moment about Roger Daltrey's guitar necklace as well to uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I
2: that. Yeah, it did.
1: What? He got his shirt open one button too many. Mm. Right, certainly for a gentleman of his. I mean, I know he's a rocker. Yeah. But, you know, it was one too many buttons undone. Uh, but he had a little uh, was it a flying V, I think? He I
2: think was, it was uh, a flying V. v yeah. A uh, flying
1: V hanging, you know, hanging hanging down there just to, just to He's in a he's in a 15th century library, but he's still got an edge. Yeah. I think is what he was telling. You him. can I, take I, the
2: man out of the who yeah, I, I mean,
1: I mean you lane. say
3: that, John, you say that, you can take the man out of the hall, because at one point he said the line, we're in dire straits, and yes. I thought, no, no, you're not, you stupid
0: old guy,
5: you're in the hole. Totally, totally charitably funded,
0: mm. so
5: we are in really dire straits. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I did like it as well when he went through the mummy, and he'd underplayed it, so he just went, I mean, every year we raise a million pounds, I mean, at a minimum. Uh, up to two million
0: plus. <laughs> Which
5: every year raise, raise more than a million pounds, minimum of a million pounds,
1: anywhere up to two two million plus. <laughs> Should we take a trip, as I know we'd like to, to the Tower of London in mm. London, where the presenter Anita Rani... Now, this film, I, I struggle... I watched it twice because I couldn't see the point of it the first time. Mm. And I was none the wiser the next time. So they're obviously desperate for film. They are running out of shelf films, even though later we had one that was a year old. Yeah. But th- but this was recorded only maybe last week, where they went to the Tower of London socially distanced from the, you know, beef eaters that are still there, hmm. just to ask about the Tower of London in lockdown. And and the biggest set piece in the whole film was a discussion about an upside-down
0: beef. Wasn't it?
4: Wasn't it? Pete, what's going on with your bins? Because... Uh,
0: <laughs> it does look strange. It looks very strange. It's upside-down. Why
4: are they all upside-down?
0: We're missing our,
5: uh, our glorious... Cleaning team here at the Tower of London, we really are, but we've realised we haven't got twelve to 15,000 people in here a day, there's just us, so therefore there's a lot of bins we don't need to empty, so we put them upside down and make sure no one uses them.
4: Because it's just one less job for you to have to do.
2: And there's many of these.
4: Although I I did learn
2: something, I had no idea that people lived in the Tower of London.
1: Over a hundred?
3: Yeah, I
2: had no idea.
1: There's a mini village inside. I
2: bet yeah, there's some right. fucking swinging that goes on there, <laughs> isn't you?
1: <laughs> there's a lot of beef. <laughs> my it's
2: time to lock up my crown jewels for this evening.
3: When it started, you know you sometimes get those moments where you haven't thought about beef eaters for quite a long time. And, you know, yeah. It seems like because we're in the pandemic and it's it, all the news is international and everything, you've slightly forgotten that we think that beef eaters in some way are normal. And there was a moment there where you just felt like... I was watching the Beef Eater and it was all normal. I and mean, then I felt like I was falling down a mine shaft watching it. Because the, the absurdity of that man, he was dressed like if a stamp had a jester. Right? He looked absolutely obscenely bizarre. And they were talking to him normally about... About fucking rubbish collection. It was so <laughs> strange. I, mean, I love the bit. They had the thing about all the bins have been turned over, because that way we don't have to waste time emptying them. People throwing what. You know, you've had to turn over all the bins. Taking the rubbish out must have taken less time than getting someone to uproot and turn over and reaffix all yeah. the bins.
1: Just say but don't use no the visitors. bins. Yeah. Yeah, there are no visitors going anyway. And I know 100 people live there. But if they are told not to use the bins, I don't know, use the ones in your house where you live in there,
3: Yeah, I bet.
1: then it's not a problem anyway. I
3: bet what they'll all say, of course, is if you say that, they'll go, what are you going to do? Drag me to the tower? And everyone laughs. Hey. 35th <laughs> time that day. Um, but well done on finding as well the one beef eater who literally mumbles his way through everything mm. he said i couldn't hear a word he said in a silent <laughs> tower of london
2: he, he looked like he was on the edge as well didn't he? he said he said through gritted teeth at the end she goes we'll be all right won't we and he went yeah oh, we're
5: british we're so proud of our traditions and the way we've done things there was bombs being dropped in the second world war these gates were still being locked and we respect all the people that did it during the wars, and that's why we still do it to this day. And let to see another crisis, and uh, we're definitely going to get through this.
4: Of course we will. Of course we will. We're British. Well, yes. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. But mm. again, what a, what a Brexit sort of idea, which is that yeah. thing of, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. He said, we're British. Ah, oh, for yeah. fuck's sake.
1: The virus well, it was doesn't almost the,
3: care. Mm. The
1: spirit of, of Great Britain was evoked in many ways because, you know, they say that about... We, took, we met the ravens and the raven keeper of the Tower of London and, of course, they do say that, you know, England will fall, the tower will crumble the day the bins are turned so right <laughs> way. So it, it's, someone, did you, someone has got to keep their eye on
3: this. Did you notice that the raven keeper was called... He was a warder. And they called it, his name was Shady Lane.
4: Making sure the ravens are fed, watered and looked after during lockdown is the job of Warder Shady Lane. Do they make nice pets, ravens? No, not at all.
1: I'm talking to
3: Warder Shady Lane. Shady Lane! Oh my God. (laughs) What are you on the run from? (laughs) I really liked this film. I actually really liked it because it was like like going around a tourist attraction. that No one's ever done a TV show which is just called Tourist Attractions. Where they take you to the Tower of London, they go. Here we go. We're going to walk you through it. Just uh, uh, that was what this was. I quite enjoyed it. You didn't see any yeah. of the jewels and stuff. It was like you've taken the cheapest option of the tour. But I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I'd like to see this one of these every week. I want. I want them to do yeah. M and M's World next. That's that's the key <laughs> tourist destination that I've seen in Britain. Let's do that. But, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed this one. I thought it was pretty good.
1: I didn't know what it was for. Apart, uh, I mean, it, it just smacked of desperation. It was hmm. sort of like, we've got to fill some time, we've got to have some films. What can we do? Ring round some places yeah. and see who will let a cameraman and Anita Rani in. They also... Obviously, the people of Stenhouse Mule would not <laughs> let Anita Rani <laughs> anywhere near there. Also, they uh, couldn't do that.
2: Anita Rani, uh, there's two Doctor Who references in this bit. She's called Rani, which is a Doctor Who baddie. She's wearing the same jumper as Doctor Who. And then later on, when we talk about virtual dating, one of them is called Tegan, which is from Doctor Who. So I don't know if that's on purpose or not.
3: Is this some kind of hidden Easter egg that the one show yeah. is just like a prequel to the next series of Doctor Who? It's I think really it well is. Out. And this
2: virus and everything, yeah.
3: <laughs> they, they did mention that during lockdown, the Church of England have moved all their valuables to the Tower of London. And I thought, you know, that made me sort of go. Know, like, do they not trust everyone in the country? You know, I, I, I thought that was a bit shitty. And
4: security is so tight here that even the Church of England have moved their valuables in for safekeeping during lockdown. Just
1: yes, it wasn't. It wasn't really explained, though, was it? It was sort of, well, no. Why? What makes it different? Where are they normally, and why yeah. have you put them there? And, and
3: look, I'm going to be brutally frank about this. All those beef eaters I reckon, I could take if I wanted to nick something. <laughs> they were all really old, I and mean, even the old ones, even the ones who were young. Were considerably older than I was, like Shady Lane. I just don't, I, 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 he'll be too busy. What you do with Shady Lane, of course, is you 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 say you'll injure the birds, and he'll he'll let you through. That's I've been, I've been literally like Captain Blood. I'm working out how to get the Church of England's treasures. Now I've been told its location.
1: Our second film of the of the night was. Um, th- th- this was an older film, filmed before lockdown, they were keen to tell us, which was in Adam Brooks hospital. Mm. And they, they managed to tie it in because the law's changed regarding organ donation. So mm. Dr Sarah Jarvis was on again. Now, she's on everything currently, isn't she? Mm. Now, she proclaims she's a doctor, but I don't see her doing much doctoring because all of her time is spent on the television or the radio talking about health during lockdown.
4: Tomorrow sees a huge change to the law around organ donation and Dr oh. Sarah Jarvis has all the details. So, Sarah, there's a big headline here, isn't there? <laughs> Go on, so exciting. I have waited so long for
1: this. So she was on talking about organ donations. They had this film where a man wanted a... Someone needed a liver. Yeah. Another guy needed a kidney. Yeah, Peter. Liver guy, shit out of luck. Yeah, Peter. kidney guy, we got his operation. Peter
3: was the liver guy who got sent home and uh, Elliot got his kidney. Oh, hello, is that Peter?
1: We
5: think we might have a liver that's suitable for you.
6: Hi, so I'm giving you a call, Mr Gilks, because we think we've
4: got a, a kidney that's suitable for transplantation. Unfortunately, Peter's operation has to be cancelled due to the donor's liver function deteriorating to the extent that it's unsafe to use. But Elliot's kidney has arrived and is taken straight to theatre.
3: I would say we only saw Peter twice. They went, he wants a liver, and then they were saying, oh, you can't have a liver, It's, it's not the one we got isn't very good.
5: That's
0: a bit yeah. like one.
3: Why don't you just focus on Elliot? You know, I know that's part of the story, but it just seemed a weird thing to bring him in for that little bit. It seemed a bad bit of television. Um, And credit to Sarah Jarvis as well for turning up uh, in a flesh-coloured dress, which was a really, really strange choice. And she also had a brooch on one side and a mic on the other, which looked like sort of two high black nipples. And what it put me in mind of... (laughs) was Jane Gum's skin suit from Silence of the Lambs. And <laughs> as soon as as soon as she's talking about desperately needing everyone to give up their organs, I was like, "Oh, I know your game. I know your game. You're eating them." It's for the Jarvis
1: record. that's chowing down <laughs> yeah. on these discarded I should stay organs.
3: for the record. That was, that was just a thought. It isn't an, an allegation. I'm, I'm not going as far as to say that Dr. Sarah Jarvis is collecting human organs by dishonest means and consuming them. I'm just saying she wore a very similar sort of outfit to one of the leads in a film where someone does do that.
2: I mean, she could also be building a new human.
3: <laughs> there is yeah. That. Yeah. A, a, a sort of Jarvis style. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, she is on television a lot. If we checked? There isn't more than one Sarah Jarvis walking maybe, around now. Maybe it's she's just the pressure
3: the most... of the work. Mm, she's yeah. like, I, I can't be everywhere. I can't be in three places at once. But, yeah. but ah. my army of organ Jarvises... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's like the Blue Man Group, but for illegal harvesting. <laughs> it's the franchise. <laughs> it's a good uh, idea. Yeah.
3: Why are we... I mean, I wouldn't say good, it's
2: it's an idea. I mean, if she comes on the one show a couple of weeks and goes, look, we really need some legs. We really need legs. We've got got organs, we just need legs now. (laughs) Then we know there's something up.
1: Uh. Joe Brand was on as well, Uh. although I I sort of switched, mentally switched off. Yeah. Because it was something to do with a big lunch that she, it's again, charity thing, a big lunch that gets done in the streets and can't be, because of lockdown, was that was it? Yeah. I think. Well,
4: let's see if our next guest has anything to add to the list of kind gestures. It's Joe Brand. Evening, hey. Joe. Hello. 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 Double Alex. <laughs> Hiya. Well, I tell you what. You know, probably the best thing to come out of lockdown, really, is the fact that we've seen the kinder side yeah. of the human spirit. I mean, what what have you experienced, Joe, in your eight weeks in isolation? Um, well, I've experienced people being kind, um, and my, you know, people um
2: bring things around someone brought us around some lovely bread the other day and my kindness to people is to not bake any cakes for them because they're horrible
4: (laughs) this
3: was this is their sort of uh invite someone lonely for a lunch and things like that and and uh you know, do you know what? Lonely people, they had their chance before lockdown, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to mix and make friends. And it's all very well, six weeks in, coming out with your tail between your legs. But that boat has sailed. The next time we're out of lockdown, try a bit harder to make some friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've only yourselves to play. Yeah. Let's talk about the virtual dates again. Oh, yeah, this was a feature that happened... It seems to be a regular feature. This is the second mm. one we've seen, certainly, <laughs> where during lockdown, various couples... I, and I, I struggle to know whether they've met before or not. Some seem to have done, others not so much. Have, of uh, having a, a date that they're allowing the one show to capture on their Zoom meetings... <laughs>
4: Hello, uh, my name's Alex. I'm going on a date with Kieran. I'm Brooke. I am going on a date in a minute with Miles from Vermont,
5: USA. I am Tegan. some know me as Peach Soda. Today you guys are gonna be joining myself and Nat on a virtual date.
4: What we've decided to do to switch up a bit is order each other takeaways to each other's houses as a surprise. I don't know quite what to expect from a virtual date we're from opposite ends of the pond so it would be
5: fun i was just about to move over to be with her when coronavirus hit it's just
1: so dull yeah and and i just if you're gonna have a sexy zoom time just just wank at each other and
2: we'll watch that this is what i was thinking i mean they obviously cut away before that happens yeah. this is like the first five minutes of small talk and then there's another hour of them just masturbating <laughs>
1: (laughs) And with that, we arrive at the door marked Part 1 Exit. We'll be back tomorrow as sure as two follows one with Part 2, which is very much the Part 2 to this Part 1. And speaking of two, do remember to stay the length of two podcasts away from the actual One Show at all times, because it can give you brain aids. We're here to take the televisual bullet for you. You are welcome. All we ask in return is for a review on Apple Podcasts, even though we have no idea what that really achieves. See you tomorrow. (laughs)
4: I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monks. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia <laughs> page? <laughs> it's good to practice. <laughs> a podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So, how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that prosec. Available on all your podcast apps. (laughs) That's not right. (laughs) Uh, Can you not say er in the advert? (laughs) Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin' or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. (laughs)